1: If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Russ Tucker and Steve Fezik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast, and we are year-round because there are always things to talk about in the world of betting on professional football. That's number one. Number two, though, There's also other things going on that we know some of you guys like to place wagers on, like the Final Four. We'll get to that. We are presented by BetOnline.ag. Speaking of the Final Four, they're your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code PODCAST1 to get that 50% sign-up bonus to bet on the Final Four this weekend. He is the only, and I say it every time, because it's still as impressive as it ever been. The only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football, gambling, the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino. His name is Steve Fezzik. You can follow him on Twitter like I do, at Fezzik Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, by the way. Twitter and Instagram. If you're a Facebook dude, it's Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Please go ahead. And like that page. And by the way, you can always ask any questions you want of Steve. All you have to do is take advantage of any of our sponsors, like betonline.ag, and I'll fire them off to Steve. The The Twitter handle for the podcast network is at RTF Podcast. That's our producer, Brian. It's also the way you'll know as soon as this show is posted. Fun show for you today, by the way. Because we're going to get into the final four and get Steve's thoughts on the final four. A lot of people like to bet that. And then we have our first season win total numbers are out. Now, these won't be our official wagers, if you will. But Steve and I are going to run through the AFC and just give you our initial thoughts. Too high, too low, just right on the numbers. So we'll have, and maybe we'll even do it soon. Um, and you guys can bet that now if you want, and then we'll do it again before the season starts because there is a draft and things to come. But we'll get into the AFC win total numbers this week. Next week, it'll be the NFC. So always some of our most fun shows to do, although it feels a little bit premature before the draft. But as you always say, Steve, the draft doesn't usually make that much of a difference except for the teams that draft a quarterback But that's probably built into a lot of these total numbers. We'll get into that momentarily. I should mention, by the way, with it being April, that Mother's Day will be here before you know it. Early May is Mother's Day. That means you need to get on it. Don't procrastinate. There's nobody more important than the moms in your life, whether that's your mom, your grandmother, or even your wife. If you guys have kids, trust me when I tell you myfrontpagestory.com. I've bought a couple of these. I know over 100 guys bought them for Valentine's Day gifts for their significant others. It is the best Mother's Day gift I've ever seen. You literally talk to a reporter for 10 minutes while you're driving to Chipotle or Chick-fil-A or something. Tell them some stories and why you appreciate your mom or your wife as much as you do. They write the story. They send it to you. You print it out, frame it, give it to your wife, give it to your mom. Next thing is tears. I'm just telling you, tears guaranteed to be the best Mother's Day gift she's ever gotten. Myfrontpagestory.com. Steve, I did want to ask you about the final four. And in particular, when you have three, you know, kind of surprise newbie type teams that haven't been here in forever, UVA, Texas Tech, Auburn. Is there a way to try to take advantage of that? Will people get excited from those schools and bet them hard? Or is it the opposite where everybody's going to bet Michigan State because they're the only team that that they're used to seeing a lot?
0: I think they're going to bet Michigan State, but probably with with good reason. Um, In the state of Michigan, the first three months of the year are considered to be January February, and Izzo, and then April comes along. Um, and Izzo we trust typically, and he's got the experience factor that he's been through the Final Four eight times now. And let's face it, the game is in Minneapolis. And my experience, Ross, is that in the in the Northeast, if you've got a team from New York, a team from Boston, certainly isn't going to root for them. But in the Midwest, uh, it's much more of a loyal Uh, group of fans so if their team can't make it they're going to support any team in Minneapolis from the Big Ten so I think a little hidden home court advantage for Michigan State and an experience edge to Michigan State.
1: Got it okay so in terms of the lines for the final four um, in the two games on Saturday is there is there one or either one that you really like?
0: I would look towards Michigan State against Texas Tech although Texas Tech's Head coach Chris Beard is a phenomenal head coach, obviously. And then Auburn-Virginia, I would lean to the underdog Auburn just because Virginia has been playing some of their worst basketball of the year and frankly was fortunate to get by Oregon. Game could have gone either way. And then extremely fortunate to win the game against Purdue, much less a miracle cover laying four and a half against Purdue.
1: Got it. Well, it should be interesting, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, It's kind of cool when there's some new teams involved. You know, I'm happy for the alums of those schools, those people. You know, it's rare when there's not like a Duke, a UNC, a Kentucky. Michigan State's kind of the only normal team, if you will, that actually is in it. Uh, But I think a lot of people obviously are listening to today's show, Steve, because they're excited to hear about our season win total numbers and our initial reaction. Now, these aren't official bets, so to speak. But we have the, the first win totals are out. And I got to tell you, Steve, uh, it was CG Technology that released it on Sunday. This is, this is the earliest I can ever remember it being released. I feel like every year, somebody releases it earlier and earlier.
0: Yeah, and so what's happened is that these have been released like the day after the draft. And now they're coming out before the draft. And frankly, Ross, it shows how the media coverage of the draft and how critically important it's perceived to be, the reality is that the draft doesn't move the needle at all. So you're going to see all these season win numbers for these teams, and then there'll be the draft. And these season win numbers won't budge, typically, regardless of whether a team gets rated an A or an F for their selections in the draft. And the truth is no one really ever knows – who had a good draft and who didn't? Until it actually plays out,
1: right? I mean, they all think that they do, but nobody really knows. And you always say that the only one it really affects is when you know they they draft a rookie quarterback. That that has an impact on the win totals. I guess my question would be: Do you feel like that's already baked into these?
0: Um, to some extent, but there there's uncertainty, so you have a situation where if you go with the rookie quarterback, the perception has always been that that's a negative and that's going to hurt a team. And we saw that with the jets last year that, you know, they wound up going under their season wins with Darnold. And frankly, some of these rookies though have done a whole lot better than we thought they would do look no further than Baltimore and them winning the division last year. So in general though, uh, Vegas is extremely bearish on any team that goes with a rookie quarterback.
1: Right, and I, like in my mind, the Arizona Cardinals win total, they're already kind of taking into account that they think they're going to take Kyler Murray. Um, although I don't know if that even makes a difference, if there's a difference between Kyler Murray and Josh Rosen in their mind in the first place. I don't even know. Um, so that would be the other way to look at it, I guess. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to talk about the AFC today and the NFC next week which I'm looking forward to and basically it comes down to this Steve I'm going to give the opening line that came out Sunday night if there's been any movement let me know what the movement has been just so we all know kind of where the money's going and then we're going to say our initial reaction whether you know our initial reaction was hey I'd kind of like the over there or the under. these are not official plays official bets at least not yet but whether or not we like kind of like the over kind of like the under or potentially if we think man they nailed it that's just about right so let's start with the New England Patriots who have the highest win total we'll go from highest to lowest on the AFC side they have the highest win total at 11 victories Steve
0: yep and betters Felt 11 was too high. Gronk retires. Brady turns 42. Immediately money on the unders, so New England is down to 10.5 now for the season wins. I agree strongly with that move. Uh, one thing that's interesting to me, Ross, is that in the first time I can ever remember doing this, not one team is currently forecast to win 11 games. All these season win numbers are 10.5 or less So projected a whole lot more parity in the NFL than we've ever seen.
1: Yeah, so you strongly agree with people betting it from 11 down to 10.5?
0: I do. My only concern is that division that New England plays in, wow, do they ever get six easy games.
1: Well, I do think Buffalo and the Jets will both be better this year, and we'll get to that. But I'm telling you right now, I I would go over, Steve, now that they're down to 10.5, I mean, as long as Tom Brady is breathing and Belichick's the coach, I just – I'll believe they don't win at least 11 games when I see it. And I know no more Gronk, but who knows if Gronk comes back? Who knows what they do? I like the Michael Bennett pickup. So I'd be over on the Patriots at 10 and a half. What about the Chiefs at 10 and a half?
0: Yeah, so Chiefs at 10 and a half, obviously you've got concerns – about uh, Tyreek Hill and what his status is going to be. But frankly, the Chiefs, at the end of the year, they were the best team in the AFC, and they were unable to get it done against the Patriots. Mahomes, if he can just continue to perform at the level he did last year, this is the team to be reckoned with. I would lean over with Kansas City.
1: That's interesting. Even without D. Ford, Justin Houston, uh, the Tyreek Hill situation up in the air. That's putting a lot of faith in Mahomes and Andy Reid. I'd probably be more inclined to lean under there with the Chiefs. I, I'm, I'm concerned about their defense. Although I guess you could argue their defense was terrible last year too. But I, I'd probably lean under for the Chiefs on that one. What about a team in their same division, Steve? The LA Chargers at 10 wins.
0: Yeah, Chargers seemed just about right at 10. Frankly, their power rating was in the stratosphere at the end of last year, but I think we really saw the coaching deficiencies when um, New England came up with a scheme. They just couldn't stop at all in the playoffs. So uh, 10 seems about right to me for the Chargers.
1: I think that's that's about right as well. Um, I guess, if anything... I'd probably lean under just because I think Denver and the Raiders are both going to be better than they were last year. So their division is a little bit tougher, but 10 sounds about right to me. What about Steve, the Indianapolis Colts at nine and a half.
0: Yep. And a little bit of money on the under. So they the vigorous is towards the under, which, and I disagree with that. I'm bullish. On the Colts. I know their division is going to be super difficult, but frankly, that division stacked because of them. The other teams in the division are all, you know, right around 500 or slightly better than 500. And we saw when luck got healthy, the Colts were as good as anybody. At the second half of last year, I would lean over
1: 9.5. I tend to agree with you. Year two for Reich. I do like the Justin Houston addition quite a bit. I thought that was huge. And I do think Jacksonville's better. I don't know if Tennessee's better. They, they added some guys. I think they're probably about the same. I don't think Houston's better. I think, if anything, Houston is arguably worse. So I'm going to go uh, with the over for the Indianapolis Colts as well. Now, I've been looking forward to asking about this next team, Steve. What about the Cleveland Browns? They started at nine. Where are they now?
0: So they're still at nine. Now the over is minus 120. So if you want to play over, you have to pay extra. And frankly, the Browns are the public darling, Ross. They're the number five team in the Super Bowl futures. People are betting on the Browns with both fists in the futures markets and in the over under. And I can see the optimism. I saw how well the team was playing at the end of last year. But um, I am going to be cautiously, um, actually I'm going to be, I'm going to be slightly pessimistic on the Browns. I would lean towards the under. They've only won uh, what eight games the last three years. And now they got to win 10 games to beat me with an unproven coach in kitchens and a second year quarterback. Um, However, no hurry on this one. I think if you wait by August, this might inflate up to nine and a half.
1: So explain to me how they're fifth in the Super Bowl futures, but ninth in terms of win totals.
0: It's really irrational public betting that these futures open up and people, the public, for whatever reason, loves the Browns. So they bet the Browns at 20 to one, 18 to one. I think they're currently like 14 to one to win the Super Bowl. But this is not pro money that's betting the Browns, it's all just public money.
1: You know, I would tell you, Steve, that from my perspective, um, I think nine's just about right. And I I guess I would lean over a little bit, but I think nine's just about right. I don't think that the Steelers or the Ravens are necessarily going anywhere. Still a pretty tough division. I I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns end up nine and seven at all. So, I, I think Browns nine wins just about right. The Steelers, are also at nine wins
0: they are and a little money on the under with pittsburgh right now the under is minus 130 and that makes sense to me i think that you look at the discord with uh big ben and some of the reports that he's not a good team leader and the like and frankly he's getting on in age as well now maybe he refocuses himself and looks to really put forth his best foot this year but You're missing your best wide receiver and your best um, running back. Um, At some point, that has to go ahead and catch up to you. And that Pittsburgh defense, which had been improving, just never seemed to be the same last year. So um, I think Pittsburgh probably wins eight or nine games. And because of that, I would certainly look towards the under nine wins.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of exactly how I would look at it. Nine is right to me. If I was going to take a side, it'd be under. For Cleveland, nine is right to me. If I was going to take a side, it'd be over. We talked about the Colts, the Chargers, the Chiefs, the Patriots. What about the Baltimore Ravens? Another team, three in a row from the same division, stacked next to each other. Browns, Steelers, now you got the Ravens, Steve, at eight and a half.
0: Yep, and it's still at eight and a half, and I would look towards the under. I can't get past the fact that the Ravens looked solid when they beat the Chargers and then they played the Chargers again and Lamar Jackson and company could not move the ball and what have we seen with in the past with NFL offenses that had quarterbacks that ran the ball initial success and then a regression as the defenses figure out what they're doing and if you're not going to pass the ball in the NFL you're going to get stopped because the adjustments are going to get made further inevitably what happens is that your quarterback either gets hurt or he gets so banged up. And I wanted to ask you about this, Ross. When you, Did you ever play with a quarterback that ran the ball a lot? And isn't it just like the physical toll it takes on you from all the hits, isn't that just likely to compromise that quarterback's ability to throw effectively with all these contusions and, and, and just getting banged up on a day-to-day basis?
1: There is no question that it – it takes a toll on on quarterbacks and their accuracy, throwing the football, the more of a pounding that they take. That, I don't even think, Steve, that's even a little bit debatable. And even quarterbacks, I think, would tell you, even in-game, let alone over the course of a season. So I'm Baltimore,
0: I would look towards the under, clearly, at 8.5. Um, not even close. Pittsburgh and Cleveland would be preferred to me over Baltimore
1: yeah I would go under Baltimore too. Um, I you know they lost several pieces on defense, although they do bring in Earl Thomas, but I'd go under as well. We'll see how many more tricks Gray Roman, their offensive coordinator, has up his sleeves, but it's going to be a challenge. What about as we keep it moving, Steve, what about the Texans and the Titans in the AFC South? they're both at eight and a half
0: Yeah, so Houston is still at eight and a half. I take money hard against the Tennessee Titans. That is down to eight. So a very significant move. And I'm going to agree with the money against the Titans. Frankly, when I look at that division, I'm very bullish on Indianapolis. I'm somewhat neutral on Houston. Don't like their O-line at all. Um, But I think that Jacksonville is going to be much better as well. And one thing we know Everyone in a division can't finish at 500 or better. It's just not going to happen. And if there was one team that just stands out to me as a team that could suddenly regress, I certainly think it's the Titans. Mariota is never healthy, seemingly. And I just don't think they have a very high ceiling. I think at most the Titans should be able to win nine games, and they certainly could have a 6-10 and type season if Mariota gets banged up.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of with you. Now, I do like some of the additions they made. Adam Humphreys, Cam Wake, Roger Saffold. You know, those are three pretty darn good football players. But there's just something missing in Tennessee. I I don't really know what it is. I think eight and a half is probably the right number for both of those. And I would say, Steve, if I had to pick, I'd go under for both the Texans and the Titans. If I had to pick, I think eight and a half is about right. I think they win between seven and nine games. But if I think they win between seven and nine games, then I would lean towards the under on eight and a half. What about the other team in their division? The Jags at eight. How about that? All four teams in the division between eight and nine and a half, similar to the AFC
0: North. Yeah. And I think the Jacksonville eight is a number that's projecting them to finish fourth. And frankly, I don't see any difference between Houston, Tennessee and Jacksonville and so if Jacksonville's lined at the lowest. I'm going to lean over. Um, we've certainly seen Foles um, develop into a very uh, competent starting quarterback. You could make a case that he should be maybe one of the 14 best quarterbacks in the league. And what is Jacksonville missing? A quarterback. Blake. They won with Blake Bortles two years ago. Should have made the Super Bowl. And of course the wheels came off last year to the point that they benched Bortles and had to go with Cody Kessler, who is horrific. And it's the rare case where a quarterback acquisition, I think helps the defense a lot because that defense lost heart last year. They were so discouraged by Blake Bortles, knowing that they couldn't come back when the team got behind. So I will look over for Jacksonville at eight wins.
1: I agree. Um, I agree again. I think that they're probably, you know, eight or a nine-win team. But I think it's more likely that they win nine, maybe even ten, than that they win six or seven. So I'd be over on the Jags as well. What about Denver and the Jets? They're both at seven wins, Steve. Any movement for those two? Those are two teams with new head coaches.
0: Yeah, so they're, they're both right at seven still. And, frankly, I didn't like the head coaches for either team, so I can certainly see the optimism of those two teams to improve. Um, I'm going to lean to the under on the Jets at 7, but um, let me comment on the strength of schedule with these two teams because the Jets have an extremely easy schedule this year. So I could certainly see the Jets getting to 7. And, frankly, I was looking to play Denver over, but then I looked at their strength of schedule, and they had the second most difficult schedule in the NFL. And because of that, I think it's going to be a stretch for the Broncos to be able to get to eight wins. And because of that, I'm going to be neutral on Denver.
1: Yeah, I think seven's the right number for both of these teams. Um, but I would, I would I would lean to the over. For the Jets, I I think that, I I, you know, I'm remembering, Steve, what Gase did his first year with the Dolphins. And I like Darnold in year two, and I like that they added Le'Veon Bell and C.J. Mosley and Jamison Crowder. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets are an eight or a nine-win football team. I think there's a better chance of that than that they win five or six. So I'd go over for the Jets, and probably the same for the Broncos. The Broncos, I think, is just right at seven. But I, again, think there's a better chance they win eight or nine than that they win five or six. So I would go over for both those teams. What about at six wins? We'll start with the Cincinnati Bengals.
0: Yeah, the question with the Bengals is really about the health of the team. It seems like everyone is always getting injured for my Cincinnati Bengals. So can we get a healthy year out of A.J. Green? Can Tyler Eifert come back? I mean, this team had weapons, and then when they lost their weapons, and then Dalton regressed, and the season was lost. So it's really about the health of the Bengals. But suddenly you look at their division, right? And you got three teams projected to be playoff contenders, and you wonder how in the world are the Bengals going to get the seven wins, given those three other teams in the division I'm going to go ahead and stay neutral on the Bengals at
1: 6. Totally agree. I think they're a 6 and 10 football team. Is there a chance they win 7, maybe 8, maybe? I'm not sold on this head coach. I I'm skeptical of that. You know, some of the resignings they made, I just don't know about. I'm I'm 6 and I'm totally neutral. I don't really have a, a say either way. What about the Bills with 6 wins?
0: Yeah, and this is one that they bet up to six and a half. I actually bet this one. I was shocked that Buffalo was at six. Uh, I think that by all reports, you know, Allen had a home run year as a rookie quarterback versus what was expected. So I think there's a lot of optimism in Buffalo and, you know, obviously the Patriots are good. But you've got winnable games in their division. Buffalo looks like a seven and nine team to me, so um over six and even over six and a half looks like a good bet to me.
1: Yeah, I'm all I'm all over the over for the Bills. I, I don't really understand that. Uh they've added a bunch of pieces on the offensive side of the ball. I don't think they're gonna get worse defensively, and I think Josh Allen should get better in year two. So I I think six and ten's the floor. That one surprises me. Give me the over. I think they win seven or eight games. Feel good about the over there. The Raiders are also a team at six wins, Steve.
0: They are, and the public loves the Raiders. So now the the six the over is minus 120, so you have to pay a little extra vigorous. I'm worried about the Raiders' schedule. They have the 30th rated NFL strike schedule, so third most difficult and frankly, there's a whole lot of distractions. The Raiders stadium is going up on interstate 15. Every I drive by three to four times a week. And so the distractions are moving next year. And I get it that Carr could suddenly be healthier. And the Raiders did play a little bit better at the very end of last year. And Carr put up some good numbers. But uh, I just think the Raiders are perennially overrated Playing in a tough division, they're going to be in last place, and if they're in last place, they're not going to win six games. Ross, I'd look under
1: six and ten sounds about right to me. Um, If I had to go though, I'd probably go under. I'm kind of with you on that. I'm certainly taking a wait and see approach as it relates to the Oakland Raiders, soon to be Vegas Raiders. I'm very curious about what that's going to be like. We can do a whole offseason uh, episode here about that. Finally, Steve, a team I really was looking forward to talking with you about, and that is the Miami Dolphins at five wins. They and the Arizona Cardinals are both at five wins. The Dolphins, I mean, every quote from their owner, every move they've made so far, it's pretty clear You know what their thought process is and what they're trying to do in 2019 however it's kind of how we felt about the Jets in 17 and the Bills in 18 and both those teams surprised us Steve I remember we thought both those teams would be unbelievably bad and they both surprised us and won more games than we thought so you know my inclination would be under but I don't know maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick is this year's Josh McCown
0: Yeah, it's curious that they went ahead and brought in Fitzmagic here. The talk was that Miami is absolutely NBA-style looking to dump and get a top draft pick and get a quarterback. So because of that, you would certainly look to go under the five wins. The money's been under five. Now it's minus $1.20. I can't get past all those close games the Dolphins won last year, you know, including you know the, um, the miracle win against the Patriots when Gronkowski showed he should never be on the defensive side of the ball. Um, if the Dolphins only win five games last year like they probably should have, if they hadn't won all those close games, frankly, this number would have been four. And so because they won seven games, we're seeing a five, and because of that and the fact I really don't think the Dolphins want – to win games this year. I got to look towards under five.
1: I would agree. I think Fitz wins them maybe two, three, maybe even four games. At that point, they they throw in like some mid-round quarterback that they draft this year, and they say they want to see what he can do or something. I don't know. I don't think they want to win that many games. I don't think that they do. So I think five's probably just about right. But if I had to lean, I would lean under as well steve terrific work as always i am fired up for the final four as march madness comes down and those elite eight games were incredible biggest two games of the year on saturday and then the national championship will be monday night Sportsnet bracket challenge presented by BetOnline.ag continues as we compete against the other Podcast One Sportsnet shows. Probably not going to be great for us, considering we didn't get a single team in the Final Four. Probably not going to win, but you still can. When you go to BetOnline.ag and use that promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't worry, even if your bracket's already busted like mine, the fun continues each week. You get a chance to win money in your betonline.ag account. Again, this Saturday, Final Four, get in on the action. Podcast One's the promo code, betonline.ag is the website. That'll do it, by the way, for this week's edition of the Even Money Podcast. We can, of course, Steve, talk about the results of the Final Four next week. And I am very, very excited to dive into the initial NFC win total thoughts. Some of my favorite episodes of the year are when those win total numbers come out for the first time. Other than that, I think we're done. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at rostucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.